This episode of the Tome is brought to you by Skull Splitter Dice. Go to skullsplitterdice.com slash tomeshow, all lowercase letters, and get a fit. Well, I guess it doesn't matter on a website. And get a 15% off the great dice. And by listeners like you, thanks for using our affiliate links to shop at Amazon and DMs Guild at thetomeshow.com. And for, for, or for supporting us as patrons over at patreon.com slash thetomeshow. Welcome to Fit for D&D, the Tome Show's fitness show for whatever month this is now. August? I don't know. They all blend together. August of 2020. Uh, this is a monthly sort of check-in show inspired by the D&D fitness hashtag. Tracy, Sam, and I check in, talk about how we're doing with our fitness goals, and dig into some topic, interview, or whatever comes up that might be useful to us. Uh, this week we're discussing the actual D&D fitness hashtag with the creator of the D&D fitness hashtag, Tall Squall, who uh, it turns out I recently realized I don't think you're actually as new to the show as I thought you were. Because oh, golly. Have I, have I appeared I, sometime in the past and didn't realize it? I, well, we host the audio of The World Tree Burns. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And, and you were glass, right? Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. No, World Tree Burns was great. I enjoyed. I enjoyed the heck out of uh, out of being glass. In fact, uh, golly, his glasses are right here. Are here somewhere on my desk? They're, <laughs> they're buried after a year of uh, not use. Oh, there they are. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I've still got my. Hey, no, yes, it is glass. I'm here to. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, no. So people talk might, about fitness today. People might recognize your voice uh, that way. Yeah, absolutely. If they've been lis- listening to that podcast, and why wouldn't you? Uh, the World Tree Burns audio is fantastic, uh, and I enjoy yeah. listening to it. So, uh, also, did I mention Tracy and Sam are here? Hi, Tracy and Sam. Hello, Sam. You have to talk for the podcast listeners. I didn't want to interrupt in case Tracy was going to say hello first. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So uh, let's get down into it. Um, well, let's start off with talking about sort of where we've been since the last time we chatted, how we've sort of what where our fitness journey has taken us. Usually, it's once a month, but uh, literally the day we were going to record at the end of what was it, July. Um, was the day that my computer died and would not start. Uh, so things got delayed a little bit. So now we're just merging July and August into one recording. Now it's been a month and a half. And I guess next month will be a month and a half, and then we'll be back on schedule if that works out for folks. Um, so who wants to start off? Tracy, Sam, Tall Squall, whoever wants to, to talk to us first about sort of what your fitness journey has been this last month, month and a half. Um, I'll start. Go for it. Uh, so I, uh, so as Jeff and I have already discussed, um, I'm a professor, so I, school is starting for me next week. Um, so I am in full on panic. This happens every semester, full on panic, trying to get everything set up and it's magnified because of course, because of the pandemic, all of the classes that I teach are fully online classes at this point. And uh, I know that a lot of people don't understand how teaching works. And some people think that that makes my job easier. And actually, it makes my job about 100 times harder. Yeah. So it's more work for me to teach the same number of students online than it is 
for me to teach them in person in the classroom. And it has the added disadvantage of I just don't get to know them as well because there is something about having face-to-face in-person communication that is is important to the way that I teach. Uh, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to do my best or that I don't attempt to get to know my students really well and all that stuff. But there's just there's a barrier there. And while I'm really appreciative of the technology we have allowing me to even keep my job um, and allowing my students to keep furthering their education, it still has some barriers. Um, just like playing D&D online has some barriers that are very similar. You like that segue? Uh, and guess what? Having having to teach online is a detriment to my health as well, because when I teach in the classroom, I walk around all the time. I interact with students. I move things around. I pick up chairs and I, I do all kinds of active things. And when I'm teaching online, um, I'm sitting in a chair. I'm making videos using a drawing program. You know, I'm, I'm drawing on a tablet and, and talking over them and you know, even if a student interacts with me and and I'm in in a like a virtual classroom using Zoom or whatever, I'm sitting, and that sucks. So that's actually one of the reasons why I wanted to start on this journey amongst others. And you know, unfortunately, with the ramp up in work for the past two weeks, I've been sitting even more because I've been ramping up my work and I haven't been standing up. I mean, just literally standing up once an hour is like I have to make a a cognitive, intentional like schedule for myself. Yeah, st- I need to stand up and walk around, drink a glass of water and, you know, which I guess to some people that just sounds stupid maybe, but it's it really is a struggle because when I get in the zone, I'm in the zone and I don't want to break that. But I'm trying to be really intentional about what I do. Um, and the other thing about it is when you're sitting all the time, you, you're, you, you know, it's just, it's just different. And um, so one of the things that I've been saying for the past two or three episodes is I really just want to sleep better and I want to feel better. And that was staying consistent. And I was consistently making progress, progress in that even slow, uh, until about the last week, and then I just kind of crashed, and and I I, I fell off of of having a good sleep schedule and a good like uh, being mindful about how much how many you know how much fluids I'm drinking before I go to bed and all that sort of everything put together, and I just had a really bad like week, um, and it's interesting talking about it because I'm thinking back and I feel like, man, I said that last episode too, but that was a bad, that was a mental thing in the last episode. It was trying to break through some, some mental barriers that were happening. And this time it's really a physical one just where my, because my work schedule kind of shifted again and it changed again. Now the barrier is more physical and that actually had a direct effect on how well I'm sleeping even more so I think than the, than the mental things I was going through last time. So um, here's the thing though, all that stuff that I just said, sounds really derogatory but I actually feel really good the last couple of nights I've slept really good I think I'm I'm finally getting I'm getting used to the new workflow now again and so I've kind of settled back in and and I learned something last week you know we, we went to the store and they had cherry coke on sale and I don't I don't I try not to drink soda um and uh, and my wife likes coca-cola like full strength coke and and i every once in a while have a diet coke and i actually pretty much stopped drinking soda kind of at the beginning of the year but they had cherry coke on sale and cherry coke reminds me of my mom because she really likes cherry coke and i was like you know i'm just gonna pick up some cherry coke but here's the problem with that then i drank like two cherry cokes a day 
for four days in a row. And it was like to the death of me. Like that, that's part of why I, I cycled through a really bad few days of, of feeling physically tired and, you know, just the sugar rush and the difference in caffeine and, and all of that. And the thing is, as soon as I realized it though, I said to my wife, you know, I think I'm just going to have to stop drinking that cherry Coke. You know, I like that's, it's, it's just a, I had, I had it. It was great. I, I'm not, I don't regret it. I'm not like pissed off. I'm just, you know, I, I realized that was part of the problem here. And I need to like, if I, if I'm having issues with work and do, getting things done, if I can do a little thing, like remove the cherry Coke from my, from my diet, then I can do that really easily. And I did that. And so the past couple of days I've been like, oh, okay, fine. I'm back to drinking my iced tea. And like, I'm just, I, it's, it's great. So I, I feel like the the reason why I bring that up even is because that to me is a win because it means that I actually am listening to my body and I'm paying attention and I can tell, you know, three years ago, me changing and drinking a soda when I haven't had a soda for a few weeks wouldn't have made any, like, just whatever, right? But I can now, because I've I've sort of been really intentional about doing this for the past three, four months, I can tell and I'm paying attention enough to be able to say, hey, I think it was that thing. Let me test and see if it was. And it was. And I feel kind of good about that. I feel like that's a pretty good piece of progress for me because it's been a long time since I've been able to actually, you know, track. I started keeping a, a journal of of what when I'm on my exercise bike and when when my wife and I walk and, and kind of if I change my diet, if I added something or if I ate something differently, I've been not not jotting it down with calories and all that, but just like making a note. Hey, I rode the bike today. Hey, I, you know, I drank, you know, two extra glasses of water today, whatever. Just when I think of it, I'm not, I'm not militant about it with myself. I'm just trying to, you know, keep a little journal about what I'm doing and, you know, try to just work that into my daily routine and schedule. And I feel pretty good about that. I feel like I'm, I still haven't weighed myself. You know, uh, David Nett told us, don't weigh yourself for a couple months. And I know, Jeff, you you ended up weighing yourself at the end of that too. But I still haven't weighed myself because I feel like I'm just going to go with that because I don't I don't need to, to do that. So, yeah. So that's where I'm at. Excellent. Well, and I think that that I like really like that your your sort of journaling thing, um, you know, uh, and, and I'll be curious to see if you if you note any sort of correlations between sort of the things that you you're you you're writing down in that journal and sort of your mood or, or how you're feeling or how you're sleeping or all that kind of stuff too so yeah I, yeah i i think it's i mean i i have high hopes for it I, like i said i'm not i'm completely not being militant about it and it sounds kind of counterintuitive but you know if i start something and i go full-on gung-ho and i'm really militant about it it's like a it's like a badge of honor to be I'm doing this. And then and then if I get to the point where something happens and I miss a day or I miss two days or I mess up or whatever, it feels like such a defeat. Right. And then it's harder to go back to that because you have to admit defeat than when you you know, so I'm I'm just trying to just make it a part of you know, if I start getting to where I, I'm not sleeping as well again, I start journaling and just taking notes. And then, you know, if everything's going good and I'm not journaling, that's kind of okay too. But I found that because I'm not so strict about it with myself and I don't have a rule about it, I just I just naturally do it when I want to. And it's not always at the same time every day, but it happens almost every day. So I'm good with that. You're just doing it in a notebook or? Yeah, a little uh, composition book, you know. Yeah, perfect. Like no. One of these old, you know, the old school old school, you know, yeah. one of these jobbies, yeah. 
That's great. Yeah, I tried oh, last well over the summer. I tried a little bit of. I found an app uh, on my phone where I could you just sort of track your mood. It just gives you five options: how you feel today, and sort of select your daily activities. And, and you try it tries to draw some correlations between the two. And I just sort of found like I don't know. I guess I'm just in like my pandemic malaise. So my mood was literally the same every single day, like of those five options, because I'm not right. being descriptive. It's just sort of, eh, I'm fine. No, things are good. You know, <laughs> and that was just that yeah. every day. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the, the data was not meaningful. And so I stopped using it. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. It really is such a big step when you're able to start, um, listening to and figuring out those things that aren't having a positive effect. Um, it, it, you know, you, you said that it's, you, you felt good about it and no, that's a huge, huge thing. Uh, after, uh, you know, a certain amount of time that you begin to recognize what are the triggers and things that are, uh, directly, you know, affecting both your wellness and your fitness. Um, cause they, they, they do go hand in hand and, um, it, it's a huge thing. Your body has a very limited vocabulary of how it speaks to you. And so, um, you know, figuring out those, uh, those cues and, you know, uh, de really determining what, um, what the, the things are that are, you know, affecting your mood, your sleep, your exercise, uh, et cetera, is, is huge. And, you know, uh, of course, you know, being an educator, you know, it is the scientific method you, you, you do. Okay. So what's different in my life that is doing this? Uh, you know, I feel different. Is there an outside, is there something from the outside or something from the inside that's, that's making that effect? Right. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Um, I talk to my students a lot about how, how do you know the things that you know, and, um, you know, how do you go about analyzing information? You know, do you just know something because you know it? You know, and I, I sort of ask these five questions and, you know, like, you know, is the earth round or flat? And, you know, is have, have we been to the moon? And, you know, uh, it does, uh, you know, is, is breast cancer the leading killer of women? And, you know, like things that, that we could actually know the answers to, but how do they know the answer? And, and it's very it's very similar with ourselves, just with our bodies, right? Like, how do you know the answer to something? Well, if you did something and it made you feel better in terms of your physicality, then, and, and you're paying attention to it, you're more likely to notice it if that happens every time. Every time I do that thing, I feel better, right? And it's really weird with exercise because exercise for a lot of people, it gives this, this, you know, what they, you know, they call the runner's high or the endorphin rush or whatever. And it makes you feel good for a lot of people. Some people just don't get that. Right. And some people just don't have a feeling of well-being. They just go exercise just because that's what they're supposed to do or whatever. And I feel like even sometimes those types of people forget to listen to their body sometimes and forget to pay attention to what it's trying to say about how you feel about what you're actually doing. And so I, I do consider it a win. So, but yeah, thank you for that. That's exactly right. It's all about the scientific method and how you learn to listen to the evidence that's being presented. Mm -hmm. Sam's not just an educator. He's a science educator. So oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I'm an engineer. So yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so any volunteers to, to follow up Sam? I mean, I'm always willing to go, but I don't want to, Step on anybody's toes. 
I was thinking I'd chime in last, but I can chime in earlier if you Whatever like. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Way. Tell us about you. Um, as well, so uh, if y'all have been following my Twitter, uh, I fell off the bandwagon in a big way with uh, basically since, golly, probably about November of last year. Just, um, you know, I had Gen Con and which I always in the past have used my conventions sort of to be a big motivating factor in my life and, and for my fitness goals, uh, first with cosplay and then with with just in general. Um, and... Uh, Knew I after I guess it was probably after Paxu. So Paxu was in early December, um, which I you know stayed in shape for that. But also it's Philadelphia, so you're wearing wool sweaters. So who really cares? But um, wool, wool sweaters and jackets. But uh, no, so uh, sort of you know did my normal beginning January. Um, the gym is always packed, so I kind of usually take that sort of a little bit as my off season, just because uh, it, it gets very crowded at my gym and things like that. And right about the time that uh, I would normally be gearing up back into getting ready for conventions and anything like that in March, um, first thing, work started hitting hard. And then all of a sudden, you know, we start, I started working from home uh, and my job started in March, like March 15th. Um, and uh, our gym, my gym closed, I think, two weeks later. Um, as, along with the rest of Florida, uh, basically when Disney, uh, announced it was closing down, pretty much everything else closed down as well. And, um, just as you say, the pandemic malaise and that sort of stuff, whether it is, uh, you know, stress eating, realizing, you know, as you were saying about sitting, just how much activity you're getting, just going and going to work. I live, you know, I, uh, my office is on the second floor. I always use the stairs, you know, our parking lot is limited and it's like one long giant strip. And so just in general, I'd always park at the end just because why not get the little bit of extra walk in there, you know, at lunch. And, you know, when I first come in the morning after, and with all of that's sort of gone, um, it, it's, it quickly, uh, you know, sort of changes. Also, of course, most of us are thinking, okay, this is going to be a month, tops, you know, two, two, four weeks, whatever, no big deal. And, you know, the majority of my fitness was from the gym. I mean, I go to a Gold's that's, you know, big, heavy lifting, slinging around big weights. And, um, that's also a place where I get a lot of motivation. It's, it's the thing that gives me the, the sort of the runner's high is, uh, you know, hitting new bests or, you know, uh, again, seeing people, it's all working together towards whatever, seeing how they're doing, people seeing how I'm doing. It's, you know, it, it, as I used to tell my parents, it's my cheers. It's what I did after work. I, that's where I went. That's where all my friends were. Uh, that's how I would socialize, uh, as well as work out. And, having the social piece missing from it as well, sort of, you know, amplified everything. So basically I sat on a couch eating, you know, raw cookie dough for <laughs> five months. Um, and it was interesting of all things. Uh, and then also cons were canceled. So it was sort of like, well, I really don't have a con to work towards. And I was, even with last Gen Con, I had a, some trouble sort of really pushing towards a physique goal or a fitness goal. Um, because it had always been, you know, for a costume because I was going to march as a Spartan in a parade because I was going to be Thor or whatever my new costume might've been. And so, um, of all things, the, uh, the big, there was that post about, 
people sort of um, really uh, being down on Zach Efron in this new show that he's in about, oh, you know, he's let himself go, his dad, blah, blah, blah. I'm looking at the picture and I'm like, okay, literally, he's, he, with good lighting and, you know, a pair of tremors, he's 12 hours away from being able to do a static photo shoot and you would think that he was in the same condition as Baywatch. He could do it, you know, give him two weeks, he could be back there in movie condition because of just the way you manipulate water and, you know, what's, you know, what's really going on there. You know, so many of those takes in films, whether it's a Marvel film, whether it's something like Baywatch, whatever, you know, literally these guys are, you know, prepping for the shot, you know, for the next 60 seconds on camera in between every shot you know, getting a muscle pump, you know, uh, you know, staying dehydrated, knowing when the, when the big shots are, what needs to be done. When am I, you know, when do I have the shirtless scene? All that type of stuff is well-known stuff. And you know, that's stuff I know. And I was kind of, I wonder, I wonder if other people recognize this. So I kind of went on a big long Twitter rant about dad bod and then the illusions that I think we all sort of buy into, you know, that the Instagram illusion of fitness, and try to explain a little bit of like, look, this is this is how this is done. This is how I personally even did it, you know, for my cosplay things, for my video, for my photo shoots that I would do and fitness photo shoots. Um, and, um, you know, and as part of that, at the end of it, I was like, here, you know, just here's a picture of me today. This is what I look like after five months of whatever. People don't look like that, you know, year round. And, uh, so, um, interestingly enough, it's quickly turned into, I like within 24 hours of the, you know what, I want to show people what the, what the journey's involved and not just in my past, it always been a, Hey, here's the, here's the great shot at the end of the process. You know, here's me in the costume. Here's me, you know, marching, you know, on Peachtree Avenue in Atlanta, you know, Atlanta in a leather speedo, you know, here's a, <laughs> you know, like you do, but never that. Okay. Literally it took me eight to nine months to get there, you know, to get from, you know, January to the one day going down the street. And it's funny, all the people who march as Spartans know, you know, you time it literally for Saturday morning. You can take pictures of the Spartans on like Monday morning. We don't look that way because that's how ephemeral having that level of condition is. Um, so anyway, literally we happened to land right on it. I just yesterday took my week four uh, picture, progress picture for me starting. I'm four weeks into showing a weekly, this is what it is to you know, this, my down this journey again, whether, uh, you know, whether, even if I make it or fail, I want to show people it's not a, Hey, here's the before picture and some number there that never seems to register. People like, no, 16 weeks is four months, 20 weeks is five months, you know, and here's an after picture. They're like, Oh, it was just like Captain America in the movie. They, you know, they, they went to the gym, went to the gym and now suddenly they went from before to after. And, you know, so, uh, one of the big things that, you know, I've been trying to do is be very honest with my photos, with what I'm feeling. I mean, 
my week four is a little bit of a backslide. I, I, you know, did not keep up with sort of a, uh, as well as I was progressing. It happens. I, I blame that I went to my parents' house and ate the most delicious public sub. Oh my. That's <laughs> with, worth it. You know, filled with, filled with, you know, du- double lunch meat full of preservatives and sodium. Um, and yes, I enjoyed every, every bit of it, but, um, you know, that's part of it as well is you're going to see progress like three weeks in a row. And then you're going to see one. You're like, Oh my God, I look like I did on you know, week one or week two. What the hell happened? But that's also just how amorphous the process and your own body can be. So, um, I'm four weeks in, uh, I've got a long way to go. I know that, uh, I think as I was telling people is, you know, basically at six weeks or so is when you're going to start noticing some differences. Usually it's about eight to 10 weeks before other folks start noticing differences and actually can start seeing stuff in pictures. Luckily it all lined up. So like first kind of big check in of six weeks is labor day. Then you got Halloween after that. And then this whole thing is working for the idea of, uh, you know, instead of doing a 2021 New Year's Day resolution, it is a I want to be done with my resolution on day one of 2021 so that it's none of this that I'm waiting to get into my you know, where I want to be isn't going to be sometime around June. It's going to be once we get 2020 behind us, we enter to enter day one. Uh, you know, one of my favorite quotes from time bandits, it's like eight o'clock, 9am lasers, uh, you know, <laughs> we're, we're going into 2021 loaded for bear. And so that's sort of where I am this time around the, this time on the journey. Right. So, so as you're sort of getting back on the wagon the last month or so here, um, mm-hmm. and you're, you said you're in Florida. Yes. So is the gym, an option for you or what are you doing? Nope, sort I'm of, still yeah, working how are, from, how are you doing that's this? Been, that's been my biggest challenge is how to do this without how I've always done it before. Um, you know, using lots more body weight exercises, uh, lots more, um, unfortunately, you know, I used to be able to do a minimal level of cardio because of how much, uh, you know, energy expenditure I had and calorie expenditure I had with lifting heavy weights. So now I'm uh, having to do a lot more cardio, which I do uh, by walking because I'm just a terrible runner and I hate it. And so, but I don't mind walking. And so I'll go walk for an hour and a half, to, uh, you know, uh, and I, I've always been a fast walker. People always complain when they walk with me. So I just sort of put in my headphones and, you know, um, no, man, that's a slow run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put in my headphones and, uh, and go, uh, usually try to do it in the afternoons here, usually after the rain, because then it cools off a little bit. Uh, sometimes the rain doesn't cooperate and it tries to, it rains on my walk, but, uh, been doing that. And then the thing that I, the, you know, I'm starting earlier with what I would normally have put later, which is that I do a morning fasted workout as well. Uh, more just like calisthenics, you know, literally what you, probably did in gym class in the fourth grade, you know, everything from jumping jacks to push-ups. Uh, luckily I do have a little bit of a home gym set up, not a big one because again, my big gym was so close by. I was like, why would I ever need a home gym? Right. Um, but, uh, so I do, uh, you know, pull-ups and things like that. But for the most part, yeah, it, the, one of the biggest things for me is, um, is doing it without a, a, a major fitness center. But I also think that that 
can be sort of helpful in this. What's giving me motivation for this is the, Hey, here's the journey and not, and this is a journey without having, you know, my, you know, gym filled with 500 machines and, you know, tens of thousands of pounds of weight to throw around. Um, this is literally me doing it the way most anyone at home could do it. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I think that's useful. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, out of shape people, I think in the, in the, our geeky community here that, um, you know, I, I have, I have been that person who's like, I need to get in better shape, but I, you know, I'm not really, I'm not in enough shape to go to the gym, you know, <laughs> to, 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 to be there and be seen and, and all that. So it's nice to sort of see how to do it, um, well without being at the gym. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I absolutely understand that. I mean, I didn't really start lifting and working out till I was 32, 33, and for most of my 20s and even high school years, I was far too uh, – just like you said, I am I, not in good enough shape to go actually go to the gym. Um, you know, uh, and it was very intimidating for me. Uh, and so uh, you know, it wasn't until I found myself in Japan for 18 months um, – and a very bored, uh, very bored, very bored person on extended business trip. And there happened to be a gym attached to the, uh, like a full size gym attached to the hotel that they had put us up at. And it's kind of like, nobody knows me here. If I'm not, if, if not, if not here, then when, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's great. Tracy, do you want to go next or shall I? Actually, I have a question oh, first. Go ahead. Uh, and- okay. And Tall Squall, feel free to not answer this. Um, but okay. you mentioned you didn't start uh, really like lifting or anything and or going to the gym until 33. How old are you now? Do you mind answering? I that? am 48. Okay. Be 49 in December. Because I was going to ask you, you know, because all of us are over 40. Um, and so I, I was just going to ask if you noticed just through your whole, you know, you, the fitness journey of your entire life, whether you were actually thinking of it as a fitness journey or not, have you noticed a difference the older you get? Does it make a difference to how, how you have to deal with things? Oh, for sure. Um, definitely. I mean, and it's, you know, uh, I, um, use lots of, uh, lots of different tools to try to help keep my soft tissues like in shape. That's one of the things I did talk about on there. In fact, I will go ahead and do a plug. I literally just got one of those percussive massage gun things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, seeing as I can't go to my normal, uh, deep tissue guy. I mean, I usually go once a month just because being an old guy throwing out around big weights, joints, mm-hmm. cartilage, tendons, I'm a mess. I mean, I, I truly am a mess. Uh, when it comes to the damage that I have done to myself, normally, usually when, mainly from when I was younger, didn't know what I was doing and I was being stupid, you know, being a lughead. Um, but, um, one of the other things with that is in a non pandemic time, truly having a good, not just like, you know, uh, feel good spa massage, but an actual physical therapist who does deep tissue and fascia reconfiguration. It's excruciating, but um, it actually does work very well. And this thing is actually the next closest thing that I've been able to find. But no, I mean, I can even show you. I mean, I don't know if it's going to show up on the thing, but you can see that bruise there. That's actually me where I had to break apart a big uh, adhesion and knot. And, you know, 
it is true. A lot of, uh, you know, uh, soft tissue work. I mean, these little bumps that are over on this side, uh, that's actual little adhesions that I was breaking apart with it. Um, it actually, um, well, this is the best way I do describe people who, who aren't super familiar with it. It's basically like, a like little zits that, uh, inside your muscle between your muscle and the outer coating. If you've ever like had a steak or butchered meat in here, there's that really tight stuff that's hard to cut through. That's the fascia. You have it as well. Normally your muscle slides inside of that. And it goes back and forth. I mean, you can, you know, again, if you've got a good steak or piece of meat or whatever has fascia, you'll see that happen, especially when you work out what you are actually doing in lifting weights is you're making little micro tears in the muscle when they heal. And just like a scab will stick to a bandage. What happens is you get adhesions, little tiny adhesions at each one of those micro micro tears between the fascia and the muscle. And eventually they don't slide anymore that there becomes enough of them. And after me, like 15 years of lifting, um, they, it just becomes immobilized and the fascia and the muscle move together and it will constrict your muscle. It's what gives you lots of pain and things like that. But when you, so when you do finally break them down, what happens is, I mean, it really does rip that scar tissue apart, usually causing, it will cause uh, a little bit of a, uh, it looks like stigmata, but I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> a, uh, you know, there is you know, internal damage that happens in breaking that apart. That's why you have someone who's trained and really good at it to, to work with you or like myself, where I've been having it done for almost a decade. I kind of know what to do and also got some training myself on how to do some of the techniques. Uh, there's Graston technique. There's lots of different ones out there for fascia that you can either get certified in or take courses on, or, I mean, there's lots of videos out there. Um, but uh, definitely something you want to have a professional do do on you for a while before you try to do it yourself. But keeping your soft tissues healthy it is phenomenally uh, important um, as part of growing older and working out because, you know, cartilage starts feeling like it's bone and tendons start feeling like they're cartilage and uh, keeping those healthy stretching, yoga, all those things, they become even more and more important as you age. All right. Sam, is your curiosity satiated? It is. Thank you okay. very much. <laughs> uh, I so, don't mind going, Jeff. All right. Go ahead. So uh, for those who are watching the lovely stream, you can see that I'm in a shed. Uh, and so my status update is that I'm still here. <laughs> and surviving and everything like that. So um, I don't know if we talked about it much on the last one. Uh, about in April, my parents said they need help. They offered to help us move closer to them. So I was in Boston, now I'm in New York. Uh, and we bought a house. So if anybody hasn't been through the house buying process, it is incredibly stressful and there are constant little mini, I'm just gonna call them mini emergencies, like, hey, we need this paperwork like yesterday so that we can finally give you your closing date, which we didn't get until like about three days before closing. And then we didn't get the, and then when you show up to closing, you have to have like these checks, but we didn't get the amounts to like the day before. So those are just examples of like these constant stressors that happen. Uh, 
and this is in pandemic times with uh, people trying to work full-time jobs and have a four-year-old. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so on the plus side in New York, my, my, my mom in particular and my brother have been helping uh, with said four-year-old. My husband's been going back, mainly bought Fred, has been going back to Boston so that he can concentrate on work because the shed is not big enough for both of us to work in. Uh, but that is all hopefully over come Friday because we bought our house last week and our stuff gets here uh, this week. <laughs> so I don't... I, I, then you get the low stress moment of unpacking and arranging the house. And yeah. But, you know what? <laughs> but it is a good workout. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and so, and that's the big thing is like, so it was mainly just survive somehow in the hottest month, months of the year uh, in an uninsulated shed uh, and everything. So we did that. Um, the eating has been horrible because we have four adults in one regular size fridge. So fresh fruits and vegetables are not as easy to keep. Uh, and I just let it go. And But I didn't gain weight. I did step on the scale. So I was able, particularly I think with the intermittent fasting stuff, keep it level. Um, however it worked. It's it, And then now I'm back to hopefully soon I'll be able to move my stuff around, which will be exercise. We now have property where I can plant things and garden, which will also be exercise. And we'll have our own fridge and I can grow baby greens. And so it'll all be a lot better. <laughs> and I have help for some childcare help. So that'll also uh, be good. Nice. So, so it sounds like despite everything, you've mostly been able to sort of maintain uh, where you were as well as possible? Yeah. You know, that um, that fresh vegetable thing is a, is a real huge problem for us as well because we, um, uh, like, I, so even though, like, I teach and everything and this is the beginning of the semester, but in the summer I, I, I work for the CDC. So I've been going to work physically uh, twice a week you know, for like four hours a day. But what that means is that um, it limits the time that we can have to get to the grocery store. So we go to our local grocery store and we also have a local farmer's market that we like to go to, but that we can only get to once a week because one of the time is only open twice a week because it's an actual farm where they only spend, you know, two days where they're actually selling things. So uh, one of the days that they're open, I'm at work. And so that leaves one other day. And so we try to get enough stuff, but, you know, we have one refrigerator and we also don't want to get so much that part of it doesn't get eaten because it doesn't cycle out and, and you know, all that kind of stuff. So, and honestly, going to the grocery store, you know, in New York and in, in this area of New York that I'm in, there were some weeks when you really couldn't get good produce because of the different deliveries and and everything happening in the pandemic because i'm i'm in the hudson valley so i'm closer to the city than i am to upstate you know when i lived in upstate new york there's always a farm locally that is basically you can always get fresh stuff and when i grew up in california you could always i could walk down to the corner and get giant bags of fresh produce but where I'm at now, I'm about an hour from the city, and 
there's not it, it's it's citified right there's there, there's not as much sort of local farming stuff there's there's the one we go to which is a little bit of a drive from our house and then there's nothing else so it's it, it kind of became a little bit of a food desert there for a while and so i totally understand what you're talking about tracy with like just having to go through that whole process and you know in in the in pan in the pandemic craze it's almost you know we try to go early in the morning because we don't want to be at the most busy time but we you know but we also want to be there when there's fresh stuff available and it's just it, it's it's a stressful it's extremely stressful so kudos to you for making it through that and right. man buying a house i remember that well forget it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and and so the other great thing is i'm in the hudson valley now too and and the other thing that really hurt was and there's been a lot of these types of things going on. Uh, there was that hailstorm that came here. I think it was hail that took out a lot of the greens and stuff and, and some of the, even the fruit crops. So um, there's just a lot of that type of stuff that particularly in a pandemic time makes it hard because there's not, it's not as easy to move stuff from other areas. Right. Yeah. We've tried to reduce through the whole, the whole pandemic. We've tried to reduce our trips to the grocery store. So we're going every other week instead of every week. So that means like I might get, a couple of things of fresh produce, but we got to eat it within the first week. And that means the second week there's, cause otherwise it goes bad. And the second week, then there's nothing. Uh, you know, I used to love going down to the farmer's market and there's a decent farmer's market here. You know, I, we just moved to Northern Indiana about a year ago and there's a decent farmer's market, uh, nearby, but it's, we have a higher rate of infection in this county than most of the state, and uh, people at the farmers market are notoriously not helpful to that. Like you, you go walk around, and half the people are unmasked, and and there's no way to distance in there because it's just a cr small crowded space. And so we mostly just avoid the farmers market for now, um, waiting for things to get back closer to normal. So yeah, so it's rough, right? It's tough to get all the 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 food that you know is better for you. Um, just cause it's just cause of conditions, right? We started this whole, uh, fitness thing, uh, podcast at a weird time. Didn't we? <laughs> like, <laughs> like one of the main ways that I've, I've, uh, worked on my fitness in the past is going to the gym and, you know, uh, hitting the farmer's market to get more fresh local, uh, foods and whatever. Uh, and we started doing all this at a time that, you know, nope, the gym's closed and the farmer's market's not safe. So <laughs> how are you going to make do, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, which, unless anybody has anything else for Tracy, that sort of brings us to my week. We, we're going to spend a whole hour just talking about our, our month and a half. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's fine, though. Um, so uh, I'm in a similar boat to Sam in that um, – I'm I'm an educator, and we we are we're very close to Notre Dame. Uh, my college is actually kind of on Notre Dame's campus, so so we uh, are following their schedule in a lot of ways for um, for this semester. Which means um, I'm actually in the middle of my second week of classes already. Um, we're all face to face, uh, so I don't have the I'm sitting on my couch doing online teaching um, thing that I did last spring. Um, but I have all those extra stressors and honestly, uh, sitting or going to my – teaching my classes is less physical than it used to be because I'm not 
I'm not walking up and down the aisles. You know, I'm not monitoring the students and all that. I'm trying to keep my distance, which means I'm doing – I'm an education professor and one of the things you always talk about is like don't like glue yourself to the front of the room. Move around. Go you know, be close to the students. See what they're doing, whatever. But you can't do that right now. So I'm spending, you know – uh, six hours a day, several days a week, just sort of standing in one spot. So I'm on my feet, but I'm mostly just like exhausting myself and my back is sore, my feet hurt, and I'm not moving around and, and getting uh, much exercise or movement out of it. Uh, so it's 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 been rough. And what's more, um, you know, it's just that beginning of the semester rush, like Sam was talking about, uh, has resulted in uh, I'm not getting out and doing the running that I was doing, right? When the gym went away, I started doing the more running, um, which uh, people listening, and I know Sam and Tracy know, but for Tall Squall's benefit, uh, you know, I, I I couldn't get to the gym three days a week like I was like I was trying to do before, uh, but I was now I'm trying to get out running three days a week. Um, and I, I'm using the Zombies Run app, and I'm, I'm about... Uh, I'm just just into the beginning of season two now, uh, and so it's it's going well. But the last couple of weeks, um, I've only gotten out once a week instead of three times a week, and that once a week is easy to stay motivated because the entire family packs up in the car every Saturday morning, and we all go down to to a trail on the river, the River Walk down uh, over here in in the Mishawaka South Bend area, and we just sort of. Uh, you know, sometimes we bring the dog if it's not too hot, and they, you know, the kids and, and my wife walk. Uh, and she's she's actually the runner of the family, but she's hurt her foot recently and for the last several months, and so can't do much running. But she likes to still get out and move, and so. But that means that like it's just a given. Like Saturday morning, I'm gonna we're gonna get up as a family, and we're gonna do this thing, uh, and I don't have any work obligations because it's Saturday, uh, and so that that run is still happening. But my two runs in the middle of the week have largely disappeared for the last few weeks. And, and now that we're into more normal, um, I'm hoping that I can start to uh, start to bring some of that back again, right? Um, but we still live in a situation, right, where because everything is weird and meetings happen on Zoom and at weird hours sometimes or whatever, like you also never know. Like maybe I can't go on my – Monday morning run like I need to because there's a meeting or there's somebody, you know, my wife needs a ride to somewhere or the kids are here doing online learning and need help with something or whatever. So I'm hoping to get into a Monday, Wednesday morning, get back into a Monday, Wednesday morning routine because that's what's fallen apart for me. Um, so, so yeah, so I've, I, but, but at the same time, um, up and up to when we were supposed to record this two weeks ago, I was having a lot of success. I'd, I'd been running three three times a week again, uh, just like David Nett had recommended to, to us. Uh, I hadn't gotten on the scale for two months, and it was time right before that recording to get on the scale. So that morning I got on, and I was down 10 pounds from where I was um, – the, the two months before. So so that felt good, even though weight isn't necessarily the goal. Being as overweight as I am, if I'm getting healthier, I'll probably, you know, I expect that I'll see some weight loss as well. So seeing some weight loss um, is good as well. So so yeah, great success for about, for, for that month. And then the last two weeks of, as happens every year, sort of falling apart and, and having to put it back together again now. So that's been my month and a half. So and and yeah so and I was supposed to 
my other goals um, that I that I set from last time is I'm supposed to be doing meditation. I think I said three or four times a week. Uh, I started off strong with that, doing it with my youngest child. That also fell apart pretty quick as he started wanting to do other activities and whatever. Um, uh, and I I have been doing a good job. My other goal was don't eat after dinner. And don't eat in the morning. This is based off of our reading of obesity code, right? Don't eat in the morning until I'm actually hungry. Don't just eat at breakfast because it's what you automatically do. And sometimes that means I wake up in the morning and I eat breakfast right away because I'm hungry, right? Sometimes it means I wake up in the morning and it's like, eh, I could eat but I don't need to. And I end up realizing I'm not really that hungry until like lunchtime and I just skip breakfast. And that works out pretty well for me too. I think that's – that is possibly, I mean, I haven't kept a journal like some people, but that is possibly where I've seen some of the greater success. So, um, so yeah, that's been my, my month and a half. Congratulations. So do you, oh, do you, ex- do you see your work schedule getting into a better rhythm so that you'll be able to like it, like, okay, the first two weeks now you're going to sort of smooth into the middle part of the semester or whatever. Yeah. So my, um, my teaching schedule is such that all of my classes are on Tuesday and Thursday. So I've sort of, you know, and I'm not going into campus if I'm not teaching just to try to avoid any extra cross-contamination with, with pandemic stuff going on. Um, so that not doing the commute thing should give me time on, I'm hoping, Monday, Wednesdays to, to get some runs in, assuming nothing comes up. But Stuff has come up so far this week, right. so, uh, yeah. so we'll see how it goes. Uh, maybe I can try to get out tomorrow, but we, we're, we're also renovating our master bathroom, and the, de- the demo starts tomorrow. So I kind of want to get a shower in before they tear my shower out of the wall, <laughs> <laughs> which means i got to either run really early, which I don't like waking up early, or just give up on that. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, and ultimately, I probably want to be showered anyway because I probably don't want to get in the shower and do all that with a bunch of strangers running around our house. Uh, I suppose so. Um, <laughs> so there's that. So, so yeah. Um, the 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 inspiration, I guess, for having Tall Squall join us uh, for this recording uh, was actually the inspiration from the for the show to begin with. We were. We were largely inspired by the uh, hashtag D&D Fitness uh, Twitter hashtag um, and, and kind of like, hey, what, we've been talking this game and we've been supporting each other on Twitter and using the hashtag and whatever. What if we just had a monthly check-in where we talked about what we're doing and, and checked in with each other and, and, and supported each other in that way? Um, so now that we're, you know, what, six months into this this experiment, uh, we thought it might be worth bringing in Tall Squall because as we understand it, you started the hashtag D&D Fitness hashtag. Is that accurate? Yes, that is accurate. Uh, back, golly, it's been about two and a half years ago now. Mm-hmm. If uh, I'd have to go back and really, uh, really look and see uh, the exact dates. But yeah, no, it just, it started off as a lark uh, and very much just, um, it was right about the time when the whole Jocks Machina thing uh, was happened with Joe Manganiello on uh, Critical Role. And so, um, and, you know, being in fitness and just people were, I was sort of becoming more seen in the, uh, 
uh, D&D community. And folks, you know, saw that, you know, stuff from my cosplay years. And, you know, I was starting to get some DMs about fitness. And a lot of them were along the lines of, hey, you know, I just kind of want to get started. Or what, where do I start? How do I start? What can I do? And um, so I one day sent out this, uh, you know, D&D fitness challenge uh, in order to, um, have you doing it. And we did, you know, uh, first, you know, we did level one magic missile pushups. That was the very first thing. <laughs> um, and it was roll up the damage and, you know, uh, of your magic missiles. And over the course of the day, doesn't have to be all at once or whatever, do that many pushups. And, um, I think I, I, you know, I tweeted that out like, you know, in the morning, like on the way to work or before I went to work or something like that. And I think before lunchtime, I probably had at least 20 people who had replied and like 10 of them were the videos of them doing their pushups. Um, and by the end of the day, you know, so then I was just like, oh, you know, cause then I had some people questions of, well, you know, I can't do a real pushup. What can I do? So then I sort of attached to the tweet, Hey, here's some alternates to, to doing pushups. And, you know, here's some other things that you, you know, ways that you can accomplish them if you've never done pushups before, or how to start doing pushups. And, you know, by the end of the day, I mean, I, at the time was probably close to one of my most viral tweets ever I had like, you know, a hundred or so people had replied and lots and lots of likes. And so I was like, well, wow, this is something that's really sort of hit a chord with people. So I started doing more of them. Um, uh, but after like a month or two of me doing them, um, I think it had just happened that I had work and I had, uh, either forgotten to do it or just lost track of time or, um, you know, uh, a lot of times I kept, you know, would roll the dice at work and I had left them at home. So I asked people, Hey, this is what we're doing today. Can you roll the dice? Can someone r- record rolling the dice for me? And there was probably again, 10 to 15 people who sent in, you know, their, you know, them rolling the dice. So we had those videos and that's what just occurred to me. It was like, you know, here's the react, the, you know, I would love to think that I could keep this going, but you know, I also have a full-time job and my own fitness, and everything else I'm doing. Why not, instead of this making me be a me thing that I lead it off every time and every day of the, hey, whatever you're doing, whether you're doing what we're doing, because there were some people who were like, you know, I, I decided to do level five uh, magic missiles because they were in shape and could do lots of push-ups. Or, you know, as we went along and did squats and distances to walk or run and lots of other things like that. Um, and that's when I realized, you know what, this should become a community owned thing, not about me, you know, of people, whatever they're doing, you know, we started having people who were doing yoga and saying, Hey, can I do yoga instead of doing the cardio? I was like, well, of course you can, you know, this is literally the point of this is just to get you moving for all of us who, you know, sit in a chair or, you know, and even, you know, even more so now with the pandemic, but back then just because that's what we did because of our jobs or our gaming or our D and Ding or world of Warcrafting or whatever else that we might be doing. Um, and so then it just became, you know, this community, uh, sort of owned, you know, I, I everyone's like, well, you know, D and D fitness is yours. Like, no, it really is not. It's, it's everybody's because, Lord knows there's times when I'm more active on it and less active on it. And other people sort of, you know, carry the water of D and D fitness, uh, in the meantime. So, um, that's sort of how it all began and sort of how it evolved into to what it is. I mean, the idea is no matter 
you know, what your fitness level is or where you are in your journey that all of us sort of, you know, sticking together and encouraging each other, you know, we can all get to where we want to go. That's great. Yeah. No, I, it, it makes me think of like when I go to the gym, a lot of times I'll use, uh, you know, somebody has made a sort of routine, right? Do this one day, do this the second day, do this the third day, right? Whatever. And I would track right. sort of my weight and my reps and all that and try to improve. Um, you know, I, I feel like you need to do a D and D themed like set of routines for, you know, advanced beginner, intermediate, advanced, like what level are you? And, and, you know, do this many magic missile pushups or whatever, you know, uh, and, and just sort of publish it for people to do what they want with it. But that would, that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> so Yeah, no, actually a couple of people have sort of taken that on and have done, uh, put together some routines like that. And even with the, from the roll a D20 to see what exercise mm-hmm. you do. Um, you know, so you have to randomize your exercises mm-hmm. to the, uh, just like you were saying is, Hey, we're all, you know, we're all level five, uh, spellcasters. So we're, uh, you know, we're rolling everything as fireballs right. you know, or whatever, <laughs> because nice. that's what you do. Right. Nice. So anybody else have any, any thoughts or questions about the hashtag D and D fitness? I know I was, uh, very supported with it for a long time. I uh, I saw a lot of my friends using it. I saw James and Arcaso using it uh, a lot, and David Net. Yeah, James has done amazing. He's been, yeah. you know, he, he actually had to reach out to me. He's like, okay, what's the next thing? What do I do next? <laughs> nice. He, um, yeah, he's killing it. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I so and I always felt very supportive whenever you know. So every time I'd go on a run or I'd go to the gym, I'd take a picture. Sometimes I had my kids with me, so they joined me. I talk about what r- random geeky thing I was listening to while I was doing it. Right. Uh, and that was always great. Uh, I haven't been tweeting my progress as much, but part of that is because we do this every month and because we started a discord server and we've got a pretty active channel for our D and D fitness over there. And there's, I mean, there's what, maybe what, what five or six of us that post in there on a regular basis, but, but we're all like super supportive and I'm getting a lot of the motivation there that I normally would have gotten from doing the same thing on Twitter. So I, I think it's 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 evolved, it's grown, it's it's in places that you don't even know about, you know. So. Well, I think that's the whole idea, right? Is that you took it and made it so it was something that worked for you and that it did evolve into a Discord channel or it evolved into, you know, this this a stream. Podcast. Yeah. The podcast. So, I think that's, you know, to me that's fulfilling the mission of D&D fitness is that you know you and uh, the people that you were um, you know taking your journey with have turned it into what works for you just like you were talking about your journal you know if it's an every single day type of an idea that you know there is that oh gosh I've let people down or I you know haven't uh, I haven't uh, stuck with it Whereas if it's a, um, you know, evolved into what you need it to be, then there isn't that same thing of the, oh, I've got to post my every workout on Twitter and, you know, uh, and, and hashtag it, et cetera. Nice. So unless anybody has other uh, specific questions, I know that that conversation is sort of the shorter part of the episode, but we went a really long time uh, talking about our <laughs> where our journey so far. I think it's okay for us to sort of set our next set of goals, figure out where we're trying to go from here uh, and, and go from there. 
Does that sound okay for folks? Sure. All right. Sounds good to me. Uh, so let's go in reverse order uh, I'll, than what we started with. So I'll start. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I guess <laughs> I guess my goals are I, – I think the not eating after dinner thing is working for me. Uh, and there have been – most of the time it's easy. And every now and then it's like, oh, like I really got to – like I got to have something sweet right now. I'm, I'm really wanting some dessert or something, you know. Uh, in the, at night and having set that goal publicly with all of you, um, I've been able to sort of not do that, right? So that I, I could come back and report that I hadn't failed at that mission. Uh, and the breakfast thing as well, although, again, I, I'm teaching Tuesdays and Thursdays, so I pretty much have to eat before I go. Otherwise, I'm going to be starving all day. Um, but at least on the, the other five days of the week, I just sort of, uh, I eat in the morning when I get hungry. Uh, and that's working okay for me. I guess my real goal though, the tough part is, um, I want to, I want to get myself running more, even if it's, even if it's just Saturday and one other day of the week, uh, or if I can get it back up to the three days a week, uh, that's always the struggle every school year since I started 16, 17 years ago, however long I've been a teacher. Um, that's always been a struggle, you know. Uh, I've I've been an intermittent uh, going to the gym sort of person for a long time, and I've never been in shape, but I've tried to get healthier, you know. Um, and every time, it, you know, you get to the beginning of the semester, and it's like it's just not happening right now. And then you slowly try to get it back going as the year goes on. Um, so my goal right now is to get it going a little faster, <laughs> get back into it a little faster than I have in the past, and and maybe get out running this week before my run on Saturday. So that's my goal. Uh, so that means uh, reverse order Tracy's next. Yep. And so I think I'm going to have two main goals or things that I definitely want to accomplish. One is to get, now that I'll have a house with my own kitchen, my own grocery shopping, I want to get back to the types of food that I like to eat and particularly com- more complex type carbs and uh, fresh fruits and vegetables a little bit more. And then the second one is uh, one of the projects my parents need help with is weeding and then planting ground cover plants for part of their yard. Um, so I want to get that done. And I think both of those are, you know, it sounds weird potentially to say gardening as part of fitness, but it's going to be a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> And then my stretch one is to get uh, the house we bought has a shed that's going to be eventually my office space, but it needs some work. So I'd like to get some of the, the some of the exterior is a little rotted. I just want to get those replaced. Nice. And by get those replaced, do you mean are you going to be doing the work? Is that? I'm going to try to do the work on that. Um, and then some of the stuff on like this shed, I have to insulate it before winter because this is going to be our office space. Um, one of us will work here while my parent, my parents and my brother are watching Freddy during the day. So I want to try to get some of the insulation in here, but we'll probably have to hire that out because uh, I'm not tall enough to put insulation <laughs> in this roof. <laughs> it's got a Dutch roof, so it goes up pretty high mm-hmm. like a barn. Okay. So, nice. Uh, so Squall, you're up. What are, what are your goals going forward? 
Um, well, stick with what I've been doing to try to, you know, my next one coming in is uh, sort of Labor Day, which is, gosh, now only about a couple weeks away. But to keep with my uh, sort of two days, and I think probably for me, the big one is when my afternoon walk gets canceled for rain to not put my, you know, put my workout gear away to go out and I can go on my back patio. patio. There's a place uh, that's sheltered. And either jump rope or do uh, calisthenics uh, out there to um, sort of, even though uh, not the same thing as the walk, to try to at least do that same level of uh, calorie burn in the afternoons. Um, And I think like all of you, it's the, you know, it's the, you know, like when we finish here, it's the 10 o'clock at night. Hmm. I could, you know. (laughs) Where are those cookies? You know, where's that raw cookie dough I ate for, you know, five months? Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it, late night snacking. <sighs> late night snacking, especially late night Twittering and it getting me angry and then snacking. <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe the goal is maybe a little less time on Twitter if it's, 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 it's The reality it's is, is, well, that is a big transition phase. I used to, like, you know, look at Twitter before I went to sleep. Now I can't do that. I just, I can't because it first thing gets me riled up, but then also it gets me in the, you know, with my nose in the refrigerator. So I've actually started like reading fiction and stuff now before bed instead of Twittering before bed. Nice. Well, well, maybe we'll have to have you back on for one of our book club episodes uh, after uh, all, with all your evening reading. So. <laughs> Very good. Nice. Uh, so Sam, what are your goals? Uh, so, um, as, as the listeners know, or, or maybe as just the discord people know, uh, my wife was really awesome and, uh, bought her and I, uh, a pair of stationary bikes that are totally awesome. They're sort of low profile. They fold up so you can move them out of the way, but yet they're small enough and perfect enough to be like in front of our TV. And we got like those, uh, those videos where you throw it on and it looks like you're bike riding like through Ireland and that it's really, really nice. Um, and when we first got them, it was, it was like, okay, we're doing this every day. But then I started having, we had some work issues and then I started having to prep for school starting and it became less regular and less regular. And I, and I knew as as soon as it started happening and I thought, this is what always happens. I need to make sure that I, that we talk about this and we make this not happen because I don't want, you know, part of the difficulty of the fitness journey for me and for, I know a lot of other people is making it a habit that is, that fits into your life. And so now that, so after this week, when, when my classes actually start, I'll be on a more, more or less regular kind of schedule. Um, and as Jeff says, there's always like the evening phone call because there's some meeting because there's a, you know, I mean, I was on the phone right before this recording tonight. So, uh, there's always something, but, um, what I want to try to do is get something more regular in the morning because it turns out that I'm actually better at doing something. If I have to get up and just do it, even though I'm not a morning person, if I get up and three days a week, my wife and I are going to ride our bikes that will actually work. And she's a morning person. So she's always up anyway. Um, and so, so the goal there, so you're, that's not just me talking, but the goal is, I think for the next month, I, what I want to try to do is get a schedule that's regular and natural for us that 
actually is going to work, not just, oh, once again, I don't I don't like the militant idea because I've learned it from the past that that doesn't work for me because as soon as that's broken, it feels bad. So, you know, I'm trying not to beat myself up for letting the bike go for a week. And I and the remedy for that is, OK, well, let's make a schedule that fits in more or less and that we can pretty decently keep and work together to do it. And she's she's on board, too. So I think we're going to do that. We've already talked about it. We're going to start, you know, we're going to start setting out a schedule that's good for both of us. And then we're going to support each other in trying to get that done. So that's my goal is to get that and to have a couple of weeks at least of doing that consistently and, you know, getting used to the bike again as for next month's recording. So that'll be the goal. Very good. All right. So I think uh, we've all laid out a pretty clear and and helpful path for our our journey going (laughs) forward. Uh, So I think that's where we we wrap things up for this month. Uh, If you have any questions for us, you can find the show on Facebook. We are on Twitter as at the Tome Show. You can email the Tome Show at gmail.com. You can ask us on any of those places for the link to our Discord. Uh, where we have a D&D fitness uh, channel that we just talked about a little bit about. Uh, you can reach out to any of us individually. I am at Squatch, S-Q-U-A-C-H. Tracy. I'm at Sarah Dark Magic with an H. Sam. I am at DM Samuel. And people will be shocked to find out what Tall Squall's uh, Twitter handle is. At Tall Squall. There you go. <laughs> 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 where you can follow along with all of your uh, uh, so I, do I recall correctly you're you're posting every week sort of pictures and, and your journey and, and I am you, yes yeah. you will see them uh, you uh, on Mondays evenings in, or afternoons or evenings is when I usually try to post uh, progress pictures and uh, then also just my tweets throughout the week of stuff that I'm doing as I'm out on walks or uh, getting my uh, my lifting and calisthenics in perfect. Uh, so you can follow him for that. For that, I know uh, I follow him so that he can inspire me to get out there and, and be active and do stuff as well. So uh, I follow him for the awesome purple beard. Well, that, to yes, that too. There. Yeah, that it's, too. It's a, little, it's a little faded right now. Yeah. I've, I've got to do a touch up this week. <laughs> hey, so, someday when I'm, uh, you know, when I'm past this whole tenure and promotion thing in my college, maybe I can start going crazy and I don't have to worry about being at a you know, uh, a private religious college that, that may, may or, I don't know, people may or may not frown on that. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, uh, that's where we are with our fitness quest for, for now. Uh, you want to come along and join us and build up your geekiness and your health. We would love to have you. I'm on the wall.